So, children, young and old, grab your Bibles and grab the book of Ruth. Or just look up at the screen. Let's do a little mini-series in Ruth during lockdown. It is a belter of a book, so here it is. Now, children, let's try a more advanced stage of listening. I am not going to tell you what to draw today. You listen, and then you draw or create with Lego or whatever implements are around you uh, within reason. Ask your parents' permission. Don't just, like, draw on their walls or something. But you draw whatever speaks to you as I'm speaking, and we'll love to see them. And we'll stick them up as ever in the stream. But here's Ruth <coughs> chapter 1. Actually, come back to me a second before we read that. So basically the whole of the Bible is about Jesus winning his bride, the church, to himself out of darkness and death and sin. And the book of Ruth is just a mini story representing that. It's like a little romance novel between this champion who redeems a bride to himself. It's good stuff. So just read verse 1 with me. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. Okay, children, don't know, maybe this might be your first thing that you draw, but um, the ancient church, instead of asking the Lord Jesus to be their king reigning over them, they have walked away from all that, and there are now judges ruling them. In the kindness of God, he hasn't given up on them completely. He's put like people to try and keep them in order. So it's not a great time for the ancient church. They should just be following the King Jesus like a monarchy. But just like us, they often do bad things. The text also says that there was something happening and it begins with an F. And it was in the land. And it was a... That's right. And that was there because God wasn't happy with the church. So he's shaking them up. So he's just sending them a famine. No food for you lot. Nothing decent's going to grow. You're going to learn to come back to me the hard way. And actually, the person that God brings onto the scene to get church back in order is a complete godless woman. Someone who has no interest in Jesus or the Father, Son and Spirit at all. That's how God works. He literally calls outsiders into his own family to use them and bless them. Um, boys and girls, one day you might fall in love with someone and get married. And your marriage will work best if you are faithful to each other. And church life, which is um, the marriage of all marriages, church is married to Jesus, works best when we are faithful to each other. And Jesus is always faithful to the church. But church can be a little bit better in the faithful department uh, when it comes to living back. I wonder if COVID-19 lockdown is 
shaping the church to be a more faithful companion to Jesus. Maybe lots more people are trusting him now more than ever before. Getting into his word more than ever before. Becoming more like Jesus more than ever before in the way that they learning or being forced to be patient, more caring, more outward looking, more prayerful. Maybe we are uh, becoming a better bride as a result of this time. Back to the text. So verse 1, children, you can shout it out of the TV screen. Owen gives you permission. There's a family, because of the famine, a, f a family leave where God lives and go to an outside place where people who don't love Jesus live. And it begins with an M. And it's the end of verse 1. And that place is... You got it. Now, there are certain places that you wouldn't go if you need a loaf of bread. Um, well, I won't list any modern places because I might get sacked. But you definitely wouldn't go to Moab. And now you're all thinking of places in modern, in modern society where you wouldn't go to get a loaf of bread. Moab was a place like that. But I'm not going to list any. But basically, this family, they leave the presence of God, and that's not good. Don't do that, even if you're having an absolute miserable time. Don't leave where you know God is. Don't run away from him. Like, the, later on in this chapter, a woman goes, Oh, God has dealt with me so bitterly. I just want to rename my name to Bitter. Um, but what this book is going to show is, it's better to have bitterness from God and stick near him to learn from him and turn from stuff he wants us to turn from than having a bitterness from the devil, which just leads to complete ruin and destruction. Just some of you children might know the story of Judas Iscariot, where he was just that was a bitterness from the evil one and it ended in complete misery. So better to have the bitterness from God to teach us. And grow us than the bitterness of running away from him and finding life tough outside of him. So I don't know, maybe you've drawn this family, maybe they're in this place called Moab. But things get a lot worse for them. Check this out. Verse 3. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpha and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Marlon and Killian also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Children, adults, you lose your children, you lose your husband. Is that a good day or a bad day? Is that a good year or a bad year? That is a bad day. That is a bad year. Now, in the ancient world, a bit like today's world, like widows could be quite vulnerable or they could be taken advantage of or they might have no financial support because um, their loved ones have died. So the Lord in Leviticus uh, chapter 25 had put rules in place to make sure they were well looked after and the nearest relative still alive of the widow would come and look after them and care for them. And they were actually called a family redeemer or a kinsman redeemer where redeeming means you're being like brought into a better place. So it's a bit of a tough time for Naomi at the moment, but she responds like a proper Christian. Check this out. Verse 7 to 9. Let's read verse 6 to 9. 
When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept aloud and said back to her, We will go back with you to your people. I just think Naomi there, even though she's had such a difficult time, um, she was probably in the wrong to run away from church life and try and find comforts elsewhere. That's never good because we're made for church life. But even still, she's had, she's had a really tough time, but she's still like, oh, may the Lord bless you. And she's not like filled with rage and animosity. She's clinging on to the goodness of the Lord and trusting him in it. We should all be doing that, too. So she's basically like, right, no, you go back. You know, you still got a chance to live a life. Don't come with me. And verse 14, at this they wept aloud again. Then Orpha kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. And we are now getting to one of the best verses in the whole Bible. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Never good. Bad decision, Orpha. All other gods other than Jesus just lead to shackles and death. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. So right there, this outsider who didn't know the Lord God of heaven, she is now basically just throwing herself into church life and aligning herself with Naomi, the believer. And she's like, I want your God to be my God. So we've learned just from Ruth chapter one. Anybody and everybody can become Christians and can trust the living God. We turn from darkness to the life of God. Jesus took the punishment of sinners upon himself, wipes their slate clean, welcomes them in this morning and we can whatever our week has been like now we can turn back into the life of God like Ruth did and then we also see that she just joins church life and she realizes that nothing outlasts church life church life is the heavenly kingdom on earth which lasts forever and it's in this difficulty that these two women start growing as church leaders and they're going to get super used by the living God. Um, so we're all called this morning to trust him in this difficult time, to turn from being unlike Jesus, to turn from not being part of church life and loving the Lord and loving others. And we're going to see what the Lord does to people who do that when we jump into chapter two next time i can't wait to see the artwork whether it's going to be of ruth 
whether it's going to be of outsiders joining church, whether it's going to be Naomi crying but trusting the Lord in it because she's had such a tough time. And I pray that the Lord of uh, Naomi will be our Lord for the rest of the day and this week. In the name of the Father, Son and Spirit. Amen. Feel free to jump back into this channel at 9pm as we are wading through the book of the four kingdoms, Samuel and Kings. See you then.